it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, episode 41. Uh, once again, joined by Connor Edwards. Connor, you're welcome as always. Gavin, thank you. And again, like always, delighted to be here. It's a good time of the, the week to chat rallying, especially yeah, when there's not as much of it around at the moment. Well, you know, where we're, maybe there's not as much action on the stages as, as, as other times, but we've had an awful lot to talk about this weekend, uh, or this week, sorry. Uh, we, you know, I caught up with, oh, sorry, you caught up with Eamon Kelly. Hot from winning the Billy Coleman Award earlier today. Fantastic news. Uh, then we also catch up with um, Niall Burns, who was the one and co-driver from the Storics at the weekend. Unfortunately, Johnny Greer couldn't be with us. Johnny's not just feeling the best. So get well soon, Johnny. Uh, also, Kevin Eves and Chris Melly uh, won the modified section. And, you know, only delighted for them two guys. You know, uh, their first outright one as well, too, which is something special as well. And then finally catch up with Shane McGurr, uh, and the ladder, uh, the Grysdale stages last weekend. I think every like everybody. I think now this stage knows how much I love my ladders, but I think it's been contagious because uh, the, the amount of people online that's been raving about the ladder at the weekend is phenomenal. But anyway, more of that later. Uh, please, can you like, share, comment, rate? All those things makes a huge difference to the the performance of the podcast. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, and just once again, thank you all very much. But Connor. Uh, I suppose we could start with the, the Billy Coleman Award this afternoon. Um, what can we say? Eamon Kelly deserved one? Yeah, un- un- undoubtedly, yeah. Um, like, just talented guy, um, has a package, has a plan for what he's doing next year. Um, some great results this year, you know. But to be honest, it was tough competition. Um, but um, yes, definitely a deserve- deserved winner. Yeah, like, you know, Eamon is such, you know, for such a young lad, he's such a likeable, uh, you know, there's something very genuine about him and he has the talent behind the wheel. And like, there's, you know, and then, you know, Patrick O'Brien, Kyle McBride, any other year, they, they'd probably have walked away with it. It's just, you know, it's fantastic to have such a depth of talent in this country at the moment. It is, Kevin, you know, there really is some serious young talent out there. And not only that, you know, also in in in, in the long list, I suppose, you, you just mentioned the short list, you know, with Patrick Kyle and Eamon. But, mm-hmm. you know, there was Jack Brennan, there was Joe Brown, Ryan Caldwell, Dylan Eves. Yeah, again, quite an array of talent there. Some really, really quick guys out in stages have put in some phenomenal results this year. Um. And, you know, really did deserve to be in that list. And and it was a tough, you know, it was a tough competition. Um, And, you know, it's unfortunate they all know each other and they're all competing against each other, not only in the stages, but also for, you know, the recognition of the Billy Coleman Award. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and like, you know, we've seen what it can do to others' career. You know, we think of Callum Devine, we think of Wall Crichton. You know, you, you know we have to remember Wall didn't win that, you know, Josh McGurlian, you know. And it's just taking them to another level. So... You know, uh, yes, I'm sure Patrick and Kyle are a bit, you know, downbeat this afternoon. But, you know, this is only the beginning. Well, it is because, you know, they may not have won the overall award, but they are part of the MI Academy. And there's a lot of support there in the academy, you know, for these guys. So this isn't the end of their journey. It's, you know, pretty much the beginning or or a continuation for some of them with the academy. So there's a lot of support. There's a lot of work there, you know, with drivers, with the co-drivers um, and, and everything around from, you know, pace note training to working out, you know, the, 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 their own media and PR skills and everything. So uh, and then there's a lot of support. Everything that's all there, isn't it? it really is. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're... We're banging the drum for MI Academy week in, week out, and like it's a huge thing, you know. Like uh, probably people sick with us listening to it now, but we can't, you know, underestimate what this has done. You know, we think of even James Fulton, uh, Brian Hoy, like we have two world champions. They maybe they weren't maybe in the academy, but they benefited benefited from the 
the you know the academy being there you know um yeah and then that's the board network uh, yeah uh, exactly you know uh, like and you know flying the flag flag for this country north south east west it doesn't matter you know it's just a phenomenal resource it really is you know so um yeah. i think without further ado i think we'll catch up with him and get his thoughts on it Eamon, congratulations billy coleman award winner what's it feel like yeah thanks very much um it hasn't really sunk in yet it's mad i I really didn't expect to hear my name name called out and certainly a surreal feeling going up there and getting the trophy handed to you by Billy Coleman. Um, Yeah, just amazing. It's been a dream since a kid, obviously involved in loving motorsport growing up in Ireland and this is the pinnacle of rallying and yeah, just so, so over the moon. And some big shoes to fill from previous winners, you know, what's the plans, what, what, what's your thoughts now that you have the trophy and obviously the prize fund? Yeah, obviously, yeah, some of the names in the trophy have gone on to do amazing things and it's amazing to be part of that list and it only motivates you to go on and try and replicate and push further again, I suppose, in terms of what people have done in the past and, and having the award and, and the fund as well, which is huge. Um, it's going to allow us to go on and do bigger things and again, like I said, try and um, represent Motorsport Ireland to the best I possibly can. And look, early days yet, but do you have a plan for next year? What what's you know, what are you thinking of doing championship wise or, or competition wise? Yeah, so the plan was always to go back to the BRC um, in the uh, in the Rally Two category in the top flight. We feel it's a great place uh, to build our speed and top level cars. There's still a really, really good pace over there and dual surface and some big events so for me it's a great place to really really push myself and build my speed but on top of that obviously we've won the prize right from the junior BRC last year um, which we aim to do Croatia in April and now with the prize one of the really cool one, we aim to expand that program and push on into another couple of WRC2 rallies and um, that will allow us to gain World Rally Championship experience but also use the BRC as a platform to build my speed and it kind of takes the pressure off trying to prove my speed in the WRC uh, from round to round. I can do that in the BRC and go and uh, tackle the World Championship with not less pressure but uh, less pressure to push my own speed to my heart of the rally so yeah, see how it goes. I mean, any advice, you know, obviously yourself, you've, you've watched and seen the, the previous award winners um, and people apply for this competition. Any advice for, for the, the juniors coming behind you who would be interested in standing where you're standing? Uh, yeah, I'd say just, you know, no matter how many bad days in, in a rally car that you might have, always be resilient and keep pushing. Like, I think I've had years where I didn't have any good results at all, but we were always doing the right things and always believing in ourselves and trying to trying to keep pushing and see where we're going wrong and it eventually does come good and then if you keep pushing you'll get there so that's uh, that's been my my approach so far so it's definitely the best advice I could give. And look it's always a challenge getting um, sponsors on board will this help you with that you know what's it been like trying to drum up support? Yeah absolutely we've had some very loyal sponsors over the years and have to thank all of them, Northgate, Leeson HSS Hire, uh, Trailer Stuff and Donny Group, GMG, they've been really, really good. Um, having this award, obviously, it boosts their profile as much as mine, and in terms of reaching out now, you know, at that part of the year where you're trying to bring more people on board, and hopefully we will have another few on board too, we're in the workings of that, but having this backing and being able to present uh, a programme to sponsors to say you're going further afield into the World Championship, it's huge, and um, yeah, this is this is going to boost that massively. Yeah, to be honest, Kevin, now talking to Eamon, he was a little bit speechless. He, he you know, it, it was taking a little while for it to sink in, you know, what he's achieved and uh, the fact that he not only won the Billy Coleman Award, but to be presented with it by Billy Coleman as well, uh, you know, did let, leave him a little bit speechless. Um, and, you know, interesting, Eamon talked about his plans for next year. One of those is is uh, Rally Croatia uh, round of the WRC. And that is using the the prize that he won from the junior BRC, British Rally Championship prize. So he'll have an R2 outing uh, yeah. on Croatia. Excellent. So it'll be fantastic to see how he goes on the asphalt in Croatia. Excellent. That'll be cool then. And, you know, there's been a lot of breaking news in the WRC this weekend, or, you know, today as well. Today, yeah. <laughs> today, Wednesday, as suppose, yeah. So like, uh, it's been another one of those uh, pieces of starting to slot into the jigsaw, almost complete now. Tannic back to Emsport. I know. Well, listen, it's a spiritual home. 
Um, Now, in in fairness, I'll have to say I was skeptical if it would happen because obviously we know that M Sport financially have been on a shoestring and obviously Ford and and their other um, sponsors have come on board to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So delighted to see it. I think it really opens up uh, next year's WRC again. I can't wait to see the battle between Neville. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I think there's scores to be settled there. But um, yeah, like I, I, I remember in 2019 in Spain when Tanak driving for Toyota had clinched uh, the world championship uh, there and the, the guys from M Sport came out of their service area to applaud mm-hmm. him as he drove past to go to the Toyota garage. So there's there's a fondness and an affection there between Tanik and M Sport and and Malcolm and and and, and Oit, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it seems to be mutual. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this is it. He feels happier and more settled, and you know, the Puma lives up to what's what I suppose what we've been told it can do. Yeah, the the worry would be, you know, as the year progresses, you know, they started strong in Monte Carlo this year. And it kind of all went downhill, and like lack of development, you know, uh, you know, is the budget going to be there to keep developing the car to the level that Tannock will demand? I suppose, really, you know, that's going to be the the burning question. You know, like Red Bull, uh, you know, Ford, all the backers is going to have to up there and there. There's going to be some, maybe another sponsor maybe coming on board or something. We don't know the whole ins and outs of the deal, but hopefully it could be the start of something. But this time last year, we were saying Craig Breen was going to his spiritual home, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Like, we all want to see M Sport doing well. Definitely, there's no doubt about that. But we're just a wee bit weary, maybe. Yes, but they did it before when OJ came on board. Like, that team mm-hmm. turned itself on its head to become a, an extreme, like, what was a professional, you know, privateer team became an, an extremely professional team right. with OJ and Ingracia there. And, and you know, all of them working together to win that championship. So, look, it can be done. Yeah. Um, I can't see Malcolm going down this route if he didn't think he could make it happen. True, true. Yeah, the, you, know, uh, you know, it would be a huge step for him. To, you know, and for Tannock to step into the unknown, like there must be budgets in place, then you know, like that, which is fantastic news. And Hyundai at long last have a new team principal. Yes, they do indeed. Um, what do you call it? We, we, for anybody who watched Drive to Survive on Netflix, um, they would recognize or will recognize Cyril. And I'm gonna make a hames of pronouncing <laughs> a bit, will. Um, that's the best I'm gonna well, go at. Cyril will do it for us, yeah, Cyril, exactly. So, Cyril was the, the, the Renault uh, F1 team manager. Um, and there, you know, I can't remember which series of, of Drive to Survive, but there's a whole thing of Ricardo being signed and then leaving and all the issues with, with between him and Cyril and stuff. But um, yeah, it looks like he's coming on board with Hyundai and that's going to be confirmed, um, what do you call it, this week. Um, so again, a little bit of change. Hopefully that settles that team now that they have confirmed. Mm-hmm. It's unclear yet what's happening with Julian. He, he you know, did a outstanding oh, job uh, with yeah. what he was handed mm-hmm. last year. Um, so hopefully he remains with the team. I know they have lost um, a team manager this week as well. Um, his, Pablo Marcus has, has stepped back. Okay. But, yeah. uh, but you now hopefully that that means things settle down now at Hyundai, fingers crossed. I, you know, like a, a strong pair of hands is needed there, you know, and I think somebody coming from a Formula One background won't be scared to make the decision that's needed, you know, and like I think Hyundai need that, the WRC need that as well, as much as anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, you know, let's let's all focus on the on the the competition on the stages, and I think yeah. that's where it needs to go back to. I think that's there was too sure. much, you know, going on behind the scenes that we were all made aware of that mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. And then a little closer to home, with last weekend we had the Clarney Historics, and like this event keeps growing year on year. Um, like historic rally at the moment in Ireland has ratcheted it up. Um, especially seemingly, it seems to be even more so since we come back from COVID. Um, but the historics this year, like what a lineup! Uh, you know, Craig Breen there and Frank Maher, Sierra, uh, Johnny Greer and the, the Sapphire 4 before Sierra. And then, you know, the, and it's not even a few years ago, it was a string of escorts. Now it's the, 
the variety of their cars as well too. You know, we've obviously still got BDA, BDG, BD, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but we've got M3s, you know, we've got the, the Sierras. Great to see the variety as much as anything else, Connor. You're right. It's that diversity. You know, we're not we're not all just going to see the escorts anymore. And not only the diversity, the quality of the diversity as well. And OK, few mechanical issues for and, and unfortunately that included Craig. But generally on a whole, like the, the, the cars are really well built, really well maintained. Like, you know, the, the, the results been put in in this the stage times like the guys weren't holding back. Definitely not. You know, it's become like it has, you know, it's become like, you know, I'll speak to uh, Kevin Eves and Chris Milley later on. Kevin says, it's, you know, it's the one you want in the mental piece. It's up there now with the Adonai Gaul or whatever, you know, it's like that's the, the steam that's held, with, held within the driving community as well, too, you know, and like classic stages, Malls Gap, Balabima and all, like, you know, and, and then all encapsulated in one day, three runs up the gap, you know, like, you, that's that's brilliant and alone. Well, look, it's great that the the motor club and the local community facilitated that. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the drivers are going for. They're going for those classics. It's like mm-hmm. if you went to Donegal and you, you were told you were going to get six runs over Nakala or, or, you know, Atlantic <laughs> Drive, everybody would be up for it, you know, because yeah. it is those classic stages you want to be tested on. So it was fantastic that the club could pull that together. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping this is the momentum is going to keep building. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we had our own, you know, equivalent of Donegal, but from an historic point of view that it built, you know, mm-hmm. it became a festival almost like the what you find in Europe. Yeah, and like you know, you look at a Friday night in Killarney, you know, the switching on the, the lights, you know, the rallies that you know brought into that that festival you know this is the things that rallying should be embracing you know that this is bringing rally rally into the community brilliant to see like you have to take your hats off to the, the motor club down there like at the rally run on time like the, the the social media side of things like you know i jokingly put up on twitter they almost had the news before it happened like it was instant you know like um uh, uh, sean moriarty down there like you talk about having your finger on the pulse like, the guy was on fire at the weekend like I don't know how he managed to cover everything but great to see you know <laughs> it was it was great and you know you could stay up to date with it unfortunately I didn't make a dime would love to have gone but you could stay up to date it was easy to follow but mm. even the popularity when you did see the clips um, what do you call it on on um, Instagram or wherever you know the crowds this mind of spectators yeah. but even like what did we see on Thursday night yeah. uh, you know the, the the camper vans were in place already mm-hmm. like just crazy yeah and like the guys are talking about even when they're out doing the Ricky on Friday, you know, the amount of people out standing watching them doing the Ricky, you know, like that's that's kind of European stuff. It's not not normal here. Brilliant to see. But um without further ado, I think we'll catch up with Nile Burns. As I say, unfortunately Johnny couldn't make it. But Nile and Johnny had a titanic battle with Craig and Paul. And you know, unfortunately, you know, drive shaft issues going into the last stage, sideline Craig. But you have to take your hats off to Johnny Greer and Nile Burns, great run. So, you know, first question I asked Nile was, how good was it to one Killarney Historics? Yeah, it was fantastic. I was still really hasn't sunk in though. Obviously, it was, uh, I'm sure you're all watching, it was a tight battle all day and I can't remember the last time there was an Irish rally where we actually tied for the lead twice in the one day and it was a big push and look, just, we were so lucky, like fantastic conditions and such a well-run event by Killarney District Motor Club. Like, you know, it was just ideal day really, like. Yeah, and like you know, yourself and Johnny have got together now. That you know, the sort of last few months at the end of twenty twenty two, and built up a really strong partnership. You know, that obviously takes work. That's not something that just comes. You know, there's a natural flow, but there's also work into it as well. Yeah, I suppose I was lucky. Like me and Johnny started working together from uh, the rally of the lakes, really, and I think this was our fourth rally now. But um, obviously, you know, like, me and Johnny we've known each other for a number of years. Like obviously, going over from the DRC events back in two thousand ten, you chat a bit here and there and stuff, and. I think I got to say, you know, like I was probably well on, like in my kind of career too. I had plenty of experience too, and it just that's the type of experience Johnny looked for. And we're both kind of the same objectives. Like we both just want to win, and we put in so much effort, like, and the two of us work well together. And you know, obviously, the proof was in the pudding there at the weekend. Yeah, and like you know, what a uh, what a few months you've had. Second on the Ulster, uh, won one of the rounds of Northern Ireland Championship. Like all that hard work, it's great to see it being rewarded as well. Oh no, it definitely is. Like I think the Ulster was probably one of the, the standout ones for me now, to be honest, because there were such challenging stages, you know, and uh, we were on the pace fairly on. Now we we're unfortunate with a punch that dropped us back, but um, 
when you're going into the likes of uh, Big Volume and stuff like that, like in the dark, you know, it just supposed to show a narrow stage like that, how much trust Johnny got in me very quickly that we could be on the pace racing Desi earlier on that event as well. And no, it's been, as you say, like just been lucky enough so far and it's been fantastic and hope you might be able to continue that into next year. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, Killarney Historics is becoming one of those go-to events in, the, you know, the Irish calendar. You know, we think of Donegal, West Cork, Killarney Historics, it's up there with the best of them. You know, to go there in a top-line car like you know, the Sierra, that must be an, an awesome feeling. Oh, it's strange stuff for me. Look, I've grown up with Irish Rally and, you know, and it's, you you want to be winning them rallies. You want to be in the top spins in these rallies. And, you know, like that was just like when we knew this was going to happen, it was fantastic. And to get another crack going up Mall's Gap, like it's such an iconic stage. It's such a pleasure to call notes on. But like, as you say, like I just couldn't get over the crowds even at the rally, like from the start of the ramp on Saturday. Evening. But even something we noticed too when we were making the pace notes on Friday, like in May, you would have had lads in the camper vans. But even now, the boys are sitting out in the deck chairs and their woolly hats and all chatting around. Just the atmosphere down there was such a relaxed rally and such an enjoyable rally. And it's, you know, it's definitely one everyone's talking about now. And you can see the entries growing more and more as well. And it's fantastic to see. Yeah. And like the way Ireland has to go on the historic, you know, the Killarney Historics have been running now a, a good few years. But this last couple of years, it really seems to have kicked up a gear. There seems to be a real, real buzz about historic rallying at the moment. Ah, oh, there's other three. Yeah, when you see even lads like Cathal McCourt there and even Michael Carbon, all them lads getting BDA cars to go down for half the crack. And I think for a lot of the lads too, you know, there's if you're stuck in a championship all year as well, there's a lot of pressure on, you know, and sometimes you just want to go out and slide around, have a bit of fun, bring the lads down, no pressure, just go for it. And that's what it seems to be for Clarny now, you know, like obviously that was with Johnny's approach always being to a look, we not put too much pressure on the lads, let's go down. We stayed around with a few beers after as well. It's just kind of an end of year get together as well. But you know, it's just that's what you need every now and again in events too. And that's what Clarny sees that was the plan for a lot of boys, and that's what it worked out at, you know. Yeah. And like that Sierra, like, you know, another iconic car, and then going up against Craig Breen, you know, WR himself and Paul Nagel, WRC stars representing Ireland on the world stage. In an iconic car, like uh, that is boyhood dream stuff. I'm sure. Like I, like there were probably my era car. You're probably a bit younger than me. Maybe I, you maybe kind of missed the Sierras, you know. <laughs> I, I kind of missed the Sierras ever so slightly. You know, I was kind of coming in when the Slake is and the Group A Cosworths and stuff were on their game. But uh, no, obviously seeing the videos of Sierras from back in the day too. They were in them cars. You just you never think you're going to get to sit in, let alone compete against the WRC car and one's head to head. Like you know, so it was just it was very surreal all the weekend. You know. Yeah, and like Paul Nagel, like you know, he's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and like for yourself to be pitting your wits against him too, that must be pretty cool. Yeah, like honestly, like I've been a mayor of Paul's for years, and I like, I know Paul quite well too, like you know, and but like just to be there, and as I was saying to like even Johnny, like I could learn so much by even following Paul when first in the road. There's certain things he was doing and certain questions he was asking, the way he does certain things, and I was just like a sponge there, taking all that in and trying to learn from him as well. So I actually learned a lot too by doing that the weekend. And when you come to the end of Mall's Gap and their first stage, you said, "Oh, there's only point. You're only point seven off Craig in there too." So like, oh. Okay, right. That's <laughs> up. Now we're there. <laughs> and like, does the mindset change then? You know, does it right? Let's go. This is here for the taking. Let's go for it. I would have probably said if this was um, a few years ago, it probably would have. But the fact me and Johnny have been round, and obviously we've been in some similar situations before with rally wins and stuff like that, you kind of forget about who you're rallying against. You have your game plan, and you know you just try and keep things as calm as you can. And the thing is. We can only do the best that we can do. You drive your own rally. Johnny could push as hard as he could push there. He knew what he had to do, and you can't do any more than that. You start on the other side of that. That's when you're actually going to start losing time. You're overdriving. So, no, we just kept a steady plan all day, and it just seemed to work out for us, you know? Yeah. And like going into that last stage, we were set for this epic showdown, and unfortunately, Craig pulled in <laughs> before the start. Does, you know, like, you know, does the atmosphere in your car change? Like, you know, you can't afford to spin, obviously, because like, um, what you call Alan Ring's coming close behind you. But is the pressure off to a certain extent? Well, when we seen Craig and we kind of he kind of explained what happened. The first thing Johnny says, you know, oh, geez, I'm off the side, Craig. Oi, what's the gap to ring? That's all. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but um, and then like I think we landed down because obviously if you know the stage, they're able to control quite a bit back from the start control. And like we just seen everyone's faces drop and we landed first down to the start line. They were just in awe and like 
people are coming up trying to ask us questions or look we have to focus there like uh, we can't but I think at that stage we knew look we were twenty seconds up and you know we had no real moments in the stage area. We just we just had to do what we've been doing on the stage all day and you know you're obviously listening for that rap where you know mm-hmm. there's a smell coming in, oh God, what's this? But no, thankfully it all played up, you know, and it was all good. Uh-huh. And you know, as you talked about Mo's Gap as one of those great iconic stages, the three stages yeah. were as good a stages you'll get anywhere in the country. I think Ballet Beam is actually one of Johnny's favourite stages in Ireland, actually. And, you know, we always seem to go well in it. Like, we went very well in it in uh, May and the International as well. And I think, yeah, I think we may have uh, by Craig on it uh, both passes there. But the Kilgallen stage is fantastic. You know, the version of Shanner. Obviously, we've done bits of it at Shanner earlier in the year and we've done that stage in reverse. But the way it ran this year was just fantastic. But, again, I have to give massive credit to Clarion District Motor Club. It's every stage ran on time. You know, marshals, like you could say, spectators were so well in decent places. Everything was so well organized, and the rages are all the credit and work for making that event happen the weekend and how well it ran. Yeah, and, and that, you know, I echo your sentiments there. You know, like everything, I've only heard good good words on, you know, the whole rally, the way it was run, the whole atmosphere, everything just seemed fantastic. And then, like, from your own point of view, like, you had a fabulous uh, 2021, and everybody else was having a quiet year. Yourself and uh, Gary Pearson were one titles left, right, and centre. Um, like, so congratulations on that. But this year, you were yeah. getting married and one thing and another. So you decided to scale back a wee bit in the rallying. And, like, you still had a phenomenal year, really. Yeah, like, I, I think it was just time, you know, the rally, it's just been on the brain. The last 17 years, it's just been rally, rally, rally. And I think I'd done, like, 17 weekends in a row last year. And I think there was a year there, and I was on 32 events. And I was just like, you know what? I would have put myself under too much pressure this year, like with the wedding conference. You know what? Now it's just the time. Look, there's other stuff going on in life as I'm getting older now. So just, you know, you have to prioritize certain things. But um, I still ended up doing 12 events this year, you know, so it's still quite a bit of rallying going on. But um, you do miss it, you know, I have to say, like there's calls coming. You're like, jeez, I'd love to go, you know, and this man, oh, I could try to make that work. And I just said, no, no, I'll just sit back. I had a plan this year. But, you know, next year I'll probably just be back to normal. Whoever rings will be away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have been so lucky over the years. Like, rallying has allowed you to travel the world. You know, you've been to America. You know, you've been across Europe. You know, all, all corners of Ireland and the UK. Like it, And from that point of view, it is a fantastic sport. that It gives you those opportunities. You know, it's, there was a couple of surreal moments. And I remember doing the Olympus rally. And, like, I would have grown up watching Andrew Nesbitt and James O'Brien. And then me and James were getting the same taxi to um, the rally from the airport. And you just think back, on well, this I never thought would happen. Like, I never thought I'd even meet James. No, competing against him in a rally in America. And I think even there, me and Gary McElhenney, like we were doing uh, the Mont Blanc rally a couple of years ago too. And we were way up in the Swiss Alps on a Friday night. And we're just standing there. And it was, this is just unreal, you know, like, you know, we're getting to see so much of the world and stuff like that. And we're just, just so, so fortunate, like, you know, but... Um, you know, it's just it's a strange, it's a strange sport that way. You know, like I never thought when I did my first event a couple of years ago that I would have been so fortunate to travel. But I guess if you, it's any code way as well. If you just keep your head down, you know, keep trying your best as a navigate, you know, keep progressing, and keep asking questions and going. You just you never know what might happen for you. And as I say, if you do get opportunities your way, take them because you just you never know what might come of it. You know. Yeah, and like you know, to lead on from that, you're now trying to give back to the sport yourself. And Rory Kennedy had a. A navigational or a co-drivers class and Sligo there November and you're hoping to run another one now hopefully in Donegal again maybe early in the new year you're talking about yeah Connacht Motor Club um they were just trying to keep obviously did no event this year in the club and they're trying to keep the club active so they asked me would I do something like that and I just said look I, me and Rory be quite good friends and I said to Rory look would you mind coming along with me and it seemed to go off very well and I got a lot of messages after well guys you know would you be interested in doing one up closer to home so hopefully now we plan to do one in December, but just with the venues and stuff like that, it hasn't worked out. So we're hoping to maybe early January get something together with the help of uh, Bernard and Charles Gallagher too, which have been kind of influential in getting the thing up and running up here. So, but if anyone is interested, if you drop me a message and I'll be fairly active on Facebook that when it is coming up, we'll have dates up in plenty of time and everyone's more than welcome to attend. Excellent, excellent. Well, Niall, I think that's a, a fantastic cause yourself and Rory. Like, you know, it's like everything. If you can get somebody that has the experience it makes it so much easier to help other people climb the ladder, and that's highly commendable. 
I but I think another thing as well is like even on the night there, like Rory started talking about stuff how he does things, and I was there. I was actually taking notes on the slide myself, listening to Rory because this, I think we were chatting. But you never stop learning as four drivers. You know, there's always someone you can learn from. As I said earlier, I picked up a lot from Paul there at the weekend, and I'm going to try and use myself next year. That night in Sligo, I actually learned a lot from Rory, and there's a guy in the audience there that was, and I actually picked up something from him as well. You never stop learning as four drivers. Every day is a school day. And we're just like sponges taking in all that knowledge, putting it to the best use we can. We're competing ourselves, you know. Excellent, excellent. Well, Niall, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been a, a pleasure chatting to you and keep learning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks very much for having me on. So thanks from uh, Niall there for taking the time. Uh, just on a side note, um, Johnny's uh, service crew, DGM, David Gray Motorsport, uh, give a part to Craig to keep him in the rally halfway through the event. You know, like, Talk about, you know, camaraderie and rallying. Like, that's fantastic. You know, the two guys battling out for the one and they left a part out of their van, handed over to Craig to keep him in the rally. Brilliant, you know. You can't say much fairer than that. Uh, and then in the modified section of the rally as well, Kevin Eves and Chris Melly took the one. Um, you know, just absolutely delighted with the two guys. And they didn't have it all their own way. You know, the like Conor Murphy was there fighting with them earlier on. And, you know, right throughout, you know, uh, Quality field, you know, there's no doubt about it. And they were, you know, they were, they were kept honest, like Daniel McKenna, um, uh, Desi Keenan, uh, Junto Duggan. Uh, great to see other names like Junto uh, coming up there. And you know, uh, Murphy, we had mentioned a previous podcast as well. Not names that were familiar at the top of the, the timesheets, but great to see, you know. So I think without further ado, we'll catch up with Kevin and Chris. But first of all, I asked Kevin what it was like to one Kralani. Oh, definitely. Hey, uh, no, uh, Clarny Historics, I suppose that's what I was saying even a while ago. It's uh, between it and Donegal's probably the takes the top of the tier. So, hey, it's uh, good to have one of them there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris, from your point of view as well, too, a uh, nice trophy to have in the collection. Absolutely. You know, suppose it's the second year in a row we're taking the body gear in a cup home uh, and add uh, the Joy Martin Rallying Cup to that as well. Now it's even more special, so yeah, it's definitely a good one to have the mantelpiece. That is for sure. That is for sure. And like Kevin yourself, like for since coming back after COVID and all, you know, um, you've been talking about improving the car and improving yourself and all. How do you feel all that's coming together? Oh, good. Hey, um, like even like even hey Ryan and the boys, I suppose uh, they could get sick of me some of these days, but uh, we'd be screwing and rooting, and you now I could go wrong. Uh, more maybe more times that I'm right, but okay, we are. We're we're screwing away the car. Even simple things like coming out of Clarny in May, and maybe with the gap being such a big white line road, and maybe like uh, like struggling to even see any mirror that likes a rob up. But even doing stuff like getting anti roll bars and stuff on the car, and trying to get stability stuff for speed and stuff like even even that there now we would have had that all on the car at the weekend. Like and I, I genuinely feel like we were driving probably as hard but the times were coming good you know so no just hey it's like anything I suppose no matter what hey everything has to evolve and keep going forward yeah and like Chris from your point of view like you obviously have to like keep tweaking and working you know as well as Kevin and you know the rest of the team as well They're, like, you're contributing to this partnership as well like does that does all them things make a difference in the car for you as well that's suppose the do, Kevin, you know, and suppose, you know, the navigator gets as much an opportunity to put in, input to the notes as the driver does. And, you know, when you're making them, it's the time to put that input in there. Um, suppose, you know, they like a Killarney. It's not our first time down there. So it's, it's, it's a development of the notes we wrote in previous years, you know, um, apart from that last stage there. But no, like, suppose things are comfortable in the car there now. Um, I think there's trust on both sides. No, well, I think there is anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, no, it's going well at the minute there, yeah, and like you know, you've you've been more or less together now since twenty thirteen. Like that, you know, that as a strong bond, it's not many partnerships last that long. That obviously speaks volumes from both sides of the car. That you know, the the trust there. Ah, it, it is. Suppose as you say that the trust's on both sides. You know, um, but uh, as you say, since two thousand thirteen, it's gone on there, and uh, it, it's a development since that. You know, um, but now I suppose it's, it's an equal. Uh, an equal contribution under the whole thing is making it work there at the minute. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. And like Kevin, for your point of view, going into the weekend, like there was a strong lineup. You know, maybe some of the you know the favourite guys, the likes of Rob Duggan or uh, Colin O'Donoghue, weren't there. But you know, there were still plenty of guys there to to trip you up. What was your expectations going into the weekend? Oh well, I suppose with, with the setup of the stages, uh, I suppose with the gap three times and then only four other stages in my mind, I suppose we knew it was probably all going to be won and lost on the gap when the battle would come. But so I suppose I, yeah, Dan, Desi, even like I suppose even probably didn't think up as much. Hey, but hey, who had a savage run at the weekend there, John O'Duggan, and um, <laughs> like hey, I think he pipped us on a stage or or. or that too, like he, he definitely had some pace. So there was, uh, you know, Jack and them by all the baller. And um, I suppose we just knew that the gap was probably going to be the one. And I probably expected Connor to put us under pressure. I suppose on the first stage, he had 1.6 or 1.8 out of us. But we just knew we were going to have to go hard from kind of where to go. And I suppose like we finished up with an all right lead, but it was still an accumulation of probably three and four seconds. Yeah, there's no big major jumps in any particular stage. Yeah, so like uh, any mistake at all was probably going to dwindle us back down the field. So, um, no, hey, just hey, as Chris says, I suppose uh, just between the two of us, it's kind of we're together that long now. It was kind of cool heads, kind of keep tipping away even when we kind of had our lead. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing our own thing. I suppose it's not our. uh, First rodeo, so we just chipped away at it. <laughs> yeah. And like you know, you mentioned there like the likes of John O'Duggan and, and uh Connor Murphy, and it's always great to see new guys getting up to you know the, to the top tier as well. You know, it has to be welcomed. Oh, definitely. Oh hey, it's class. Like even there this year, this year, like I know he's about and he's had the pace, but like even like Sir Richard Moffat and that there, like you know, it's like he's really come to the tip top there. He's he's definitely been quick all over the years but like just like coming out even in Wexford like that first day we could see where he was but we couldn't really see you know past him he was uh, like he had, a, he had a 30 odd second lead on us in a day you know it's class to see them new boys progressing on and there's there's a couple of more boys there like even even hey after the first run Shreddy Doherty yeah. um, you know he was three sec- he was in between us and McKenna I think mm-hmm two or three down and I'll sub the gap like so hey it's hey it's class to see that class you know it's it's going to be great when you go to rallies and there's and it's been that way probably since COVID where you're going to events and there's probably the top 10 2.5 cars you know are all on pace so hey it's class that's what it, that, that's what builds our pace everybody's pace up too like all us boys you're going back scratching your head and screwing <laughs> at the car and coming at it again so that's what it's all about that is for sure. And from Chris, from your point of view, you know, you, you know, the trust you two guys have in the car, like, do you talk during the stage or just head down on the notes or do you know when he's getting a bit ragged and you need to pull him in or, you know, he needs to be pushed on or whatever? <coughs> whatever about pulling him back, it's usually too late when that is to happen. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, no, in fairness, I think these things well judged there now. He needs an odd giddy up now and again to get <laughs> going about halfway through there. But nah, as you say, the trust's there and you know the pace is there, and there's very little time for talking. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the pace of modified rallying keep because it's going up and up all the time, and you know, it's it's uh, it's very fast there at the moment. Yeah, and it, like it's all them wee things that makes the difference. You know, like a, a tenth here and a tenth there, and like you know, you can't even afford a half spin there almost now because the you know it's got so tight. Absolutely, a half spin is losing the rally. Yeah. You know that's that's what it is when it's down to points of seconds. There, you know, it's uh, it's definitely you know cutting every like getting every line and cutting every corner where you can to use that road. You know, yeah, and like you know, it, it's not just a matter of rocking up on the Friday morning and you know start with a blank bit of paper. You know, there's a lot of work goes on before you get there as well, isn't there? Yeah, probably one of the things that we we've got better at. Um, you know, especially this year in particular, um, we're setting time out. You know, pre pre event and doing studying of, of of previous years and trying to get that head start. As you say, it's you know it's, it's very hard to rock up now and get a good result. And um, if you don't put the prep work in prior to the event, it's you're on the back foot before you start. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin, do you do you attribute your you know this more consistent? You know, faster Kevin Eves to all these wee things in that's been put in place. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, and I'd say, uh, 
some of the other boys that are racing probably even cop I'd say even like I, I'd say I'm fairly lucky even with Chris uh, down to the organisation side of it I can get the piece like like hey, I go to rally out next to near nothing to worry about Chris will be booking hotels and stuff but you kind of get to focus on the car and a bit of prep before you know so I suppose it works out very well for me you know I suppose and even just everything you're, you're stress free you're worrying about your own department and a, a way on kind of having the car as happy as you can be in it so um no, you kind of just need that. I think one thing I would do, I would be, I would always try and get a spin in the car and kind of just take that edge off you. You know, a lot of damage is done on the first couple of stages at rallies, you know, on the second loop. Everybody's kind of warmed up, you know, that kind of way. So I suppose trying to be as prepared as you are to get out of the blocks quick, which isn't always handy done, but that's kind of... Oh, if you have a wee run in the car, maybe a, a couple of days before it, you're, you've got that uh, bike again. That, because, like, you haven't done a rally now since, like, Wakesford or whatever, like, and, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's only, whatever, two months, but it's still a long time been out of a rally car. Uh, it just was good to get in and get a run, stand on the brakes and go for <laughs> a couple of bumps and kind of just get that feeling back again. Probably takes the edge when you're going out the road to something, especially something as daunting as, like, Whatever about some national rally, you know, with something going out and you're sitting at the bottom of Nakala, knowing you're going 17 or 18k up a white line road, you know, it's, uh, you need to be content sitting at the start line, you know. And like I spoke to, you know, Richard Love a few weeks ago about this. Like, is there, there's, he, you know, there's nothing to beat that feeling of sitting in a 2.5, you know, Corolla Escort, you know, Starlet or whatever. It's just hard to beat that sensation. Ah, yeah, it's class. Like, hey, at the same time, like, we, we have a lot of horsepower, with, you know, we have, we have big brakes, we have all the suspension, you know, paddles, you're playing and with all the toys, like, and it's yeah. just, like, hey, when you're coming up, like, that that big wide road leading over to the gap and you're kind of drifting in fifth gear, kind of using all the road, like, it's, especially when, say, like, something like Clarny there, what made it even better was the weather was so good. You know, I don't mind the year in Clarney and historics that you had just nice dry, mild weather. You know, when you're fit to use all that power and kind of grip on a road like that, it's uh, it's a cool feeling now. That is for sure. And Chris, from your point of view, sitting in the passenger seat, like, you know, I know you're not like a passenger, but like, what is that sensation like going up the likes of that? You know, do you feel that into the, you know, the, the seat of your pants almost as well? Do you know and you, you know that you know if it's flowing and the rhythm's going well, like the adrenaline is you know it's pumping there, and you know when you know when you're when you're using the entire road of a white line road from one side to the outside, it's it's a uh, it's definitely a thrill in the buzz, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. And like Kevin, you know, you talked about you know you finally get you know your first outright one and all, like that gave you great satisfaction there at the weekend. How good was that when, you know, you crossed the line to discover you'd beat the, everybody else and won the rally out as well? I don't know. I, I don't know how, what way you'd describe it. it. It just is class. I, like, you lift that trophy and you see you see names come back to the 2000s and, you know, that, that's how it is. It's just class to, as I kind of was saying earlier, it just is. It's one of the top tier in, in modified rally and like a way to Clarny and the prestige of that event. Mm-hmm. I know as you say some of the some of the other boys, the local boys there, but it's just hey, it is class to get your name on something like that. Hey, it's kind of something now you'll you'd uh, you'd cherish now for a long time. That is for sure. And like you know, at the historic section of the rally too, you, you know, you had Craig Breen, like you know, WRC star, you know, Johnny Greer, who has won I think five, six rallies this year. And like in cars that have probably as much, if not more, power than what you have yourself. Like so, them boys weren't going to be discounted for you know the overall rally as well. I definitely, and I think it even just goes to show you know the development of the likes of the modified car. You know when you see that stuff, like and even you know I suppose I suppose granted that weekend there when it's dry like that, you know the ability we have to use what we have and uh, the brakes and suspension and traction and stuff. Um, but like it is, it is class, you know, and it's uh, it just goes to show the way the thing evolves on. Even you know we're all historic, but a couple mm-hmm. of modern cons uh, mm-hmm. take a bit of time. That's for sure. And like you know, I'm old enough. I'm sure you two guys probably not old enough to remember like Frank Maher's car the first time round. Chris, it was magic to see it there on Saturday. Absolutely, it was you know, <clears throat> and uh, see to see Craig driving it, you know, was even better. It, you know that the, the flame is firing inside of it and. You know the, the noise out of it, and there were so many people went to Killarney for the weekend just to see that car alone. You know, it's spectacular to, to see it there. Mm-hmm. 
And like you, you know, we talked before we started recording the crowds that was there, uh, you know, from Thursday onwards, like that's that's unreal. Absolutely unbelievable, like this. You know, as we said, the amount of camper vans were there from Thursday, and when we were going up the, up the gap on, on Friday morning, like the, they all had their places picked. And there, there, was, there were videos there on social media of people standing in their selected spots at four o'clock on, on Saturday morning. And yeah, definitely the crowds was unbelievable. Like the, the you know, the, the atmosphere on Friday at the ceremonial start, it, it carried the whole way through, and, you know, as a credit to the organizers and, and the marshals and, and, you know, everybody that contributed to the run of that event. There's an absolutely spectacular event. That is for sure. And Kevin, from your point of view, like does you know having them crowds along the side of the road and you know something like going through the gap and that does that give you an extra wee lift too seeing all that as well? Oh, it is class. Like even like you're coming up around Ladies View and that, and you're coming moving out, and it is just class to see the lines of the road and people standing on rocks and banks and stuff. But as Chris says, like you get into the back of Balak Beeman, half a mountain, you'd be thinking you need climbing gear to get where some of the people were. You know, it is it's it's cool to see. Like it's just. Uh, I suppose that uh, it, 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 is a, it is a big buzz. It's class to see people out and about. And, and as Chris says, like the amount of event and the organisation and that, like you look back even last year, you know, like the crowds of people there, she didn't have bother on the gap at like five o'clock in the morning with the traffic jam. <laughs> it <is. laughs> like it, it's class that that club can put something like that together, you know, and, and it run as well, you know, even in the evening time there, like with the, the short days, like we're running into the gap. Just everything worked that smooth. Everybody got their their last run up at high, so it was brilliant. I like you know to get you know the full seven stages that you know that that's some doing for a club as well. And everyone run like clockwork every every stage more or less run on time, I believe as well. Yeah, yeah, no class. Eh? Just mm-hmm. just definitely brilliant event. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know that is is, is that two thousand and twenty two wrapped up. Are you any <laughs> thoughts now going into twenty three or? Just do something similar to this year, pick and choose your events? I, I'd say we'll pick and choose. Like, I, I suppose we're, we'll, we'll see where we come. We, we always, I suppose, Galway rocks up the start of the year. And uh, me and Chris always get to a well in kind of that dirty, tricky conditions. And I kind of always enjoy the challenge of Galway. And if it's the first event after the Christmas break, and it'd be good to get at it. And then West Cork's a brilliant event. We always seem to like to talk to that. And Killarney's a brilliant event. We like to talk to that. And, I, I kind of seem to be falling more that way than we kind of this year. I suppose we dropped in a couple of national rounds in between then. We probably didn't go north um, with some of the international events and probably threw in a couple of national rounds on our way kind of to Donegal then. So mm-hmm. kind of very much enjoyed this year. I suppose um, we'll just probably start off something similar and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I just see how the, the year's going with the championships there, maybe pursue it and if not... You yeah. just go out and enjoy your rally. So this year kind of sorted itself out. Like in the first three rounds, we kind of we had went out of the championship, uh, international championship this year. So I think, hey, yeah, just basically as you say, hey, we'll we'll start it up and see where it goes. And like Chris, from your point of view, you have to be happy with the way the year went. You know, I know you've had your problems at the start of the year, but in general, it's been a very good year. It has, as you rightly said, Kevin. You know. And it's them, I suppose, them unplanned years and, and, and the surprise results that, you know, put the icing on the cake, really. You know, the ex- expectation of coming out with nothing, I think it's, it's the best way to go into them. Um, you know, the difference was we, our, 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 the hurdle we always fall at seems to be Donegal. Um, but uh, I think we'll, we'll take a different approach to that next year again to see how we, how we can master it. <laughs> but, you know... You, you, you know, right the first corner, be a start. <laughs> Always good sound advice. <laughs> we'll try that next year and see what happens. <laughs> but, like, you know, what a way to finish 2022. You know, champions, you know, fastest up the gap, all that. You know, like, it's more than you could have dreamt of on Saturday morning, I would say. Oh, they 100%. Well, lads, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure, and hopefully we'll see you in the stages in 23. Cheers, Kevin. Cheers, Kevin. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Kevin, there was some great social media, you know, from Killarney at the weekend. I don't know if you saw, there was some really good drone footage, you know, following Kevin Eves over Sally Gap, and, or sorry, not Sally Gap, Parley Malls Gap. Mm-hmm. And uh, as well, there was a couple of great in-car clips from Daniel McKenna as well, floating around mm-hmm. social media. Oh, they were just fabulous. 
absolutely, absolutely. You know, the commitment and the speed of them guys, like it's just, it's, uh, it's something else, you know. Uh, and then, you know, talking about another guy, another internet sensation, <laughs> Shane McGurr, um, the ladder, you know, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to start raving about how good ladders are. <laughs> but it, it's great to see, you know, this project come to fruition, you know. And he took it over to the Grampian Rally in the UK last weekend. And to say the spectators over there loved it, an understatement. Everybody's ranting and raving about it. And not only, you know, is it fast? It sounds fast. It looks fast. It is fast, you know. Um, they come away seventh overall, top two wheel drive, fantastic result. So, anyway, we'll catch up with you and get his thoughts on it. Yeah, we, as I said in the last chat, you know, this lad has been ongoing for years in my head. It's been about 30 years in my head. And then about four years ago, we just took the ball with the horns that this is going to have to happen. Um, as I said before, I've done my day racing the Franks and the Adrians and crossings and all these guys, and I said, you know what, I want the fun back in the sport, and, you know, not to take it as serious, and hey, I just wanted to build it, and I said, if it's competitive, that's a bonus, if it's not, what odds, we're still going rallying, and it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, then we got, well, the push on to the Bushwhacker, in fairness, we were probably a week, or two weeks, nearly too early going to the Bushwhacker, but we needed a date, you have to push for a date, or it'll never be done. Mm-hmm. We went to the Bushwhacker, knowing the gear was too tall in it, and a few things, Listen, we didn't really, we didn't drive it till the Thursday night before the bushwhacker. And, you know, with these few things come up, but it was still doable to take it for a test. Mm-hmm. So, and the test was beside home. So, to be fair, I'm glad we did. Would have been still faffing about working at it if we hadn't put the push on. Yeah, I, it would have been uh, it would been next year before it would have ever been ready. Then it would have been, yeah. and then you'd have been back, and you know, and I thought, you know what, we'll push on and we'll keep the move on, and you know, uh-huh. Bobby was pushing for a date too, right, we'll have to pick a date, we'll have to go for it, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I did, I'm, I'm glad we kept the push on. Yeah, and like, so, what a response that, you know, the car has got since you brought it out. It's gone viral, I suppose, nearly at this stage. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, like, I'm not used to this publicity. It's a, <laughs> I don't know, they're just a the phone dinging full time, and the messages from these random boys, foreign boys and everything, and they us to go foreign and everything, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I'm a bit embarrassed to be honest about it. <laughs> you know, I built this as a personal bit of fun. It just that everybody's just loving it. I think they're just loving to see something different and went to scrutiny and the scrutineers and everything was loving it. They're all looking around it. You know, and in fairness, it's a very well built car, you know, so they're just obsessed with the way it's been put together. And, you know, I, and not only There's something it, different, and the engine's uh, just thrown, driving people mad, you know. That's what I was going to say. Most not people only don't know what it is. It sounds great as well, too, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, so, so. That benefit, you know, we didn't know that we took this engine on as a bit of a not knowing what was going to happen with it. Okay. it was, it's um, one of Keith's engines, um, reverse Honda. But when people open the bonnet, they're just baffled. What even is it? And <laughs> frying their brain, how anybody that knows a B18 Honda just said, uh, turns around directions like what have you done have you changed the gearbox have you changed the diff how is this possible even to be done it can't be reversed it's just crazy <laughs> that makes it all the more fun because it's just confusing everybody to the <laughs> yes I think there's a wee man in Japan must be scratching his head how the hell yeah. this ever happens <laughs> actually I was talking to Keith this morning he reckoned he says uh, that, what was it he says um, a quote from Churchill he says Never before has one man revved a Honda so hard on one rally, and it <laughs> never so has one man revved one Honda so hard. Yes. <laughs> and the, but the, that was the, a lovely engine, in fairness, is lovely engine. Um, yeah. I just I'm loving the whole thing that you know we're using some sonar suspension and some sonar box, and it's just fantastic. But a kit too, you know. Because you were worried the last time we spoke, you know, were you going to be able to get her set up the way you, you know to be comfortable? No. But it seems to have just, everyone just seems to have slotted and fell into place. And it looks just an easy transition from the start. Of it. it just did. You know, listening, we did do a wee bit of work. We spent a day testing um, in O'Connell there about two weeks ago. And the best thing we ever done. I think it took out a year's faffing about at rallies, if you understand me, Kevin. Yes. Because sometimes when you're in rallies and then you're sucked in and in a race, you're afraid to move things. And you don't chance maybe moving suspension settings, uh-huh. you know. We faffed about the suspension and we overdone it and then we knew we'd overcooked it and then we're fit to go back and, you know, really impressed with what we had. You know, Bobby's very switched on and Denver's very switched on. 
one suspension, I am useless. Every didn't it all felt the same to me, but Denver was fit as you know, that things the rebounds this and the, you know, Syracuse come back and saying, Well, up the rebound and we'll change the ball, high speed bump. Them's all double dodge to me. I don't know what all that stuff's about. And you just drive, and but it's great to have other people around you that's able to, you know, yeah. steer you in the right direction as well. Then mechanically, I know the car inside out, and though you yeah. started inside out, but the one thing that just baffles me is suspension. I just can't get my head around uh-huh. that many seconds, it just fries my head. Bill of Bellastine's just as easy. <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, but all that work has paid off. You know, we've seen yeah. the grumping at the weekend. Like, anybody that hasn't seen the NCAR, watch the NCAR. The car just looks so, so well set up and, and pulls like a train. Aye, it is now, Ernest. As I said before, you know, Kevin, um, from we took this project on years ago, from this has been in my head so long that there was only ever one man in my mind. If this was ever going to succeed, it was... Bobby Sharkey was going to have to build it. Just and that was always my head. There was only ever one man in my mind was going to make this thing work if it could work. You know, and I said, Well, it's the best shot if I'm ever going to give it. If he can't get it to work, it ain't never going to work. So <laughs> fairness, we put a lot of work in, and Bobby is very, very smart, very technical. And, you know, he done things there that are it's way above my expertise now. And like you're doing your Ari Vatman impression in the end car as well too. And the sun was getting in your eyes too. So <laughs> oh, the sun was a pretty was pretty critical at times in there. But that yes. played on, hold uh-huh. on. Yes, but, but sir, like that, you know, I think as uh, anybody that hasn't already watched it, go and watch that end car. Um, you even have a half spin, and it didn't even you don't even seem to get flustered about it. You, you know, you let an expletive out of you and get on with it. Uh, <laughs> I was a bit miffed. That it was just. I just listen, I'm a dopey sort of bollocks like that. I just got confused coming around the corner and I went the wrong road. I uh-huh. what Denver was telling me. I just said, well, it looks like to go, but it wasn't. <laughs> but Denver's as cool as a cucumber too. Hey, we just get on well. He's first class navigator, but the cracks in them and the cracks good. And see if you've that all together. Just we're still going out for the day's funness. You know, we like to be competitive, but. Denver's the same, and Ronnie and Amy there. She couldn't be lost. You'd be lost without them all, and you know. But they're all still there for the bit of fun. Yeah, and like as I you know, keep saying to not guys, taken seriously. I, like Malcolm Wilson's not going to ring you on Monday morning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you Malcolm Wilson wouldn't even know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, that Grumpian rally, it seemed to be a great rally for you know local guys as well. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Brendan Comiskey finished second overall. Vivian yeah. had the polo out as well. It's, it's ah, great yeah. to see guys coming from here and doing so well across the water. Yeah, on the Friday night, like, you know, Niall McCullough was leading the rally, right? right. Um, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he had a dry shaft failure, you know, so mm-hmm. it was disheartening for poor Niall because he was just on such a charge, you know. Yeah. And then Vivian, unfortunately, had an issue too. His car stopped at one stage and lost a minute, you know, mm-hmm. which didn't give Vivian the justice he deserved either for the run he had. Yes. Um, but no, it was lovely to see the guys case going over, like, I don't know if Vivian them has ever been in there, but I we've never set foot in them for us before. You mm-hmm. know, it was I enjoy going to do new events. Yeah, it's you good know, to see something different. Oh, I like to go to new stages, and you know, and see are we competitive? And yeah. when you're when you're on, on new stages, you're committing one hundred percent to the notes. Ah. You know, you start to memorize stages, and you think you know corners, and it's you know, when you're going to an event like that, you're Concentrate wholesale on your notes, and mm-hmm. you know if the note says a five, you're taking it as a five. Doesn't matter what's in the way of it. you're you're there, you're in the zone as such, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you seen Vivian has stepped away like, uh, from the the escorts and all. It would it ever be something that would float your boat, maybe going and trying a, an R five or something four wheel drive, or that day's gone. No way, Jose. <laughs> I tried it once on the Evo, and we done the bushwhacker and an Evo. I don't know, it was five or six or seven years ago. And Martin McGarry was sitting with me, and I think halfway through the first stage, I said to Mark, This thing's coming out of here, and it's just for sale <laughs> right away. <laughs> <laughs> I generally can just don't get the buzz out of the. It's not that hey, any man is driving them, is driving them bloody fast. Yes. But it's the noise and the buzz. And I just say, You know, we're working too hard and we're on spending whatever money we have to do this. If I'm not getting the buzz out of it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather not do no. it than I do it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all about the buzz, you know, yeah. getting about the competitiveness of it. It's about the buzz. If you don't get the buzz, I'm not going to do it. 
and mm-hmm. I just the, the, the four wheel drive car didn't give me the buzz, and it's the sheer noise. You know, I'm yeah, just one of them people that I have to seem to wring the neck out of every engine if you don't turn it. I can't do that in an Evo. It doesn't go to <laughs> Just doesn't rev the same. <laughs> no. And, and like you know, you give yourself this nickname of Steady Eddie, but like. I, I, you know, I think that that, that ship has sailed also, like, you know, the slides that you were doing at the weekend, every video I've seen of you, follow the right, great to see it. Like, it, ah. it seems to be, a, you're, as you said earlier, the enjoyment's back and rallying again for you. Well, the enjoyment is, you know, and this enjoyment's always been there, I wouldn't be doing it, you know, but uh-huh. I got a bit monotonous there and, you know, you were doing the same sort of same similar events and then COVID come in and messed things up too and, you know, now, in fairness, the ladder seems to be more sideways than my natural style of driving with the Starlet. But then the Starlet was also a car that you don't drive sideways in the forest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a go-kart. There's a very fine breaking point in the Starlet in the woods. When you go past that, you're just, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, with this car here, you seem to better get a big full hang on us when it comes back around. That seems to be all under control. But someday it'll bite us in the bum. We'll probably get caught in a row of the ball up the road. <laughs> But until then, they're going to keep enjoying it. And, yeah, till <laughs> then, we'll try and keep it sideways. Yes. And you were saying about, you know, getting these invites from across, the, you know, uh, Europe and one thing or another. Would you be tempted to do a, a Frank Kelly and take her abroad? Well, yes, I would, to be fair. No, not to the extent of Frank. Completely <laughs> different level. Like, we have done a few. We've been in Lithuania twice with the Starlet and stuff. And I haven't ruled out going back there. It's just one of them things. First year we went out with engine failure, and the second year we went out with a driver failure. Um, so <laughs> I haven't, you know, that's one of them things. It's just it's still in the back of my head where it's not settled, we're not finished out there. It's, it's a next to scratch. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a fellow funny enough sending messages about um, there's a lot of challenge out in in Lithuania, so he's looking to see if we go out to that. And yes. you know, Samson has helped us massively the last couple of times to go out to Reykjanes, you know, to do his rally. So. Uh-huh. I haven't ruled out maybe doing something like that yet also. Yes. You know, I always had that in the back of my head too, that, you know, build something like this and do a few different events, you know. I'm uh-huh. not getting any younger and me, you know, that's why I want to just go and do these things. I've probably only another lucky years left, probably. So. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, I think it was yourself put up the photo today of the, the car, but you can only see a bit of the car and the people stand behind and the smiles in their faces. It's great to see something that is bringing, you know, we had two, almost two years of people nearly not allowed into the forests and one thing and another. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see the crowds back and people enjoying themselves again. Well. Right, well, that's what you know what I mean. I get a buzz out of seeing people happy and, yeah. you know, uh, just that's why, listen, the easy route, Kevin, was to build an escort. Yeah. Without a question of a doubt. Um, and many's a day I thought, what am I doing here? Like, Jeannie Magaron would have been just so much easier to build an escort or another starlet or whatever, you know. Yeah. But no, I wanted to stick with this and... <laughs> Uh, it went on for years about this started me and Bobby talked about this on and off for years uh-huh. you know Bobby said I used to do it but I used to do it but I had a wee road car and I brought it up to him one, one time and I said well take it up with this measure and he was sort of half hour looking at it and he said ah sure everything's doable everything's doable next thing I lie rocked up one day with a shell in the back of the tiller he says what's the story and I says we're just going to build this like. he says uh, he says I actually thought he says you were going to give up on this he says he said this has been talked about for 10 years he says I genuinely thought that you were just going to give up. Oh, this is a pipe dream. Probably this is not forgetting about. <laughs> so then that's when he realised, oh, holy mother of God, I've got myself involved in something that I shouldn't have probably agreed to. Uh-huh. But he was stuck with me then. Yeah. And like, I would say Bobby is delighted the way the car is going for you too. Like That's, you know, that's a, a, a light shining on his hand and what he can do as well. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, Bobby's loving her too, to be fair. <laughs> you know, as you know, many today were, you know, that freaking Russian yoke of not two panels on the same and nothing measures up the same but and then that he still always was getting the buzz out of it because you know you know as he says you build one escort and you some they just compare it to the next one. Aye. You know he says if I build a brand new escort in the morning they say why did Barry then put the cable tie there and why did Barry then do this and why did you know Camillus Bradley do this and why did mm-hmm. Mark Smith do that? And he says they're just comparing he says nobody can compare this. No this is a, a one-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's probably, like, I know back in the, probably the 90s now, like Russia bought an awful lot of the shells back again. Is it very difficult yeah. to get parts for them now as well? 
Shells is getting to be more valuable, to be fair. You know, listen, mm-hmm. as I said before, that was an next challenge car. I bought, I listen, I made it that 15 years and I give you £800 for that thing when I, you know, it's, it's that long ago, I can't even remember now how long it is. It's seven years that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the, the shells have gone up in value. But I'm saying that still, if you were to start in the morning, even a three and a half grand for a shell, sir, you're giving 10 for that. Right. You know, what I'm saying that was probably more work on your ladder than there is ever in an escrow. <laughs> but there'll not be as big a smile on your face at the end of it, though. <laughs> I still hear him running an 800-pound car, and that's all my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, and best of big slides in the new year. No bother. We'll talk to you again, Kevin. So long live the ladder, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, so... <laughs> Um, also, like myself and Shane mentioned it there, you know, great to see all our local guys doing so well over in the Grampian. You know, Nine McCullough leading the rally after this this stage on the Friday night. Uh, Brendan Comiskey and Martin Conley taking the fine second in the polo, and then Vivian Hamill on his first time out in the the polo as well. Himself and Lorcan Moore, um, they had a, a, a small technical issue that delayed them, but I still think they finished in the top five as well too. So, like, you know. Uh, you know, we keep saying the depth of talent here, you know, which is great to see, you know. And also good to see Vivian making the, the swap into Apollo too. So watch this space, you know. Um Connor, this weekend we have Young Coleman out in Italy, I think it isn't it? That's right. KCJ is competing in a Rally 4208 uh, in Moderno in Italy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. And we're hoping to catch up with um himself, you know, in, in a week or two's time as well, just to talk about this is the second time out in Italy and he had a really good run the last time out as well so be interesting to see now how, how, it, how it fares out for him. Excellent, excellent uh, and then before we go um, exciting announcement possibly, I don't know why you're so <laughs> as exciting as we are, we're hoping to run a quads um, that, so if you can please uh, if there's any questions you'd like answered, you know we're going to have a panel maybe four or five guys on if you want to fire in a few questions uh the, if you can email them or uh, direct message either myself or to the there's a crunching gears facebook page and there's also on twitter so you can either direct message any of the three of those or even on instagram to them on instagram or my email is kgrally13 at yahoo.com um you know fire in your questions you know you could be one of those lucky ones that will ask your question and try and flunk our panel of guests so that was episode 41. Please remember, like, share, comment, rate, all those things makes a huge difference. So until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. Bye.